listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Holistic Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, holistic health coach, clinical herbalist, and functional medicine pharmacist, or just holistic pharmacist for short. Whether you're a healthcare professional helping to support the health of your clients or going through your personal healing journey, I believe you will find yourself right at home with this podcast. My co-hosts and I will be merging the scientific with the holistic all season long, as well as sharing stories that will touch your heart and challenge your mind. Please enjoy the show. Hi, my dears. I had so much fun recording this episode with Ruby Dubri, and you'll see why in just a moment when we get into the interview. Ruby's smile and disposition could literally light up any room, and she has so much room in her heart for multiple areas of passion and genius. Ruby is a pharmacist, board-certified medication management specialist, nutritionist, and personal chef. She completed her Bachelor of Science in Microbiology, Immunology, and Biochemistry at Dalhousie University, and then her Bachelor of Pharmacy at the University of Waterloo. Ruby also attended the Liaison College of Culinary Arts, where she graduated with honors and received their Presidential Award. Her love for food and wellness has continued to play an integral role in her career. She runs a culinary and healthy lifestyle blog and is an advocate for integrative pharmacy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I have with me today Ruby Dubri, and she's an integrative pharmacist and personal chef. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to chat with you today. I'd love to know how you got into both the pharmacy world and how you became a chef, what came first. Um, But first, I'd love to know where you grew up and um, where you went to school. And yeah, and which of those paths did you pursue first? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So I am from Antigua, small island in the Caribbean. I was born there. I was raised there. I still consider myself, you know, a Caribbean girl, Antiguan at heart, always, no matter where I go. Uh, and I um, I did my undergrad at Dalhousie, was an undergrad in immunology and biochemistry. And the idea was to go to medical school and, and be a doctor, uh, but something just wasn't clicking for me. Uh, I was in my fourth year and something just wasn't clicking for me. And I was like, well, I always loved cooking. I had always had, you know, hosted dinner parties. I had actually started a small catering business when I was in college. And I was like, you know what? I, I really wanted to become a chef. But I, it, was, it was a little bit of a difficult conversation for, um, for my parents because they were so, they had, I had talked about being a doctor kind of all my life. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I wanted to be a chef. Whereas it wasn't so much that it was new. I just didn't know how to, how to have that conversation. So I did try to get into culinary school at that time and it just wasn't really working out. And then just kind of like how life goes, kind of happen chance, uh, a, a pharmacy school was opening up um, in another kind of city. And I said, okay, you know what? I think this is a happy medium between me and my parents for, for me to do pharmacy. And so I'm gonna try one time to get in. And, and I got in. So I'm like, okay, this seems to be 
the path because you know how it is they I actually I was just listening to a podcast last night and they were saying that when you really want something but it just seems like it's just really really hard and it's not working out for you it's like it's maybe that's not the path for you and you kind of have to let go of this tight rigidity that you have so that you can let yourself be open to the path that you're supposed to be going into so I said okay you know that was easier that I thought to get into the pharmacy school and I and I got in not that it was easy but it just seemed to work out uh, and so I I did the pharmacy um, but that feeling of food it was always a part of my life and and wanting to have that um that culinary aspect that nutrition that holistic aspect to my life it just never went away so in my fourth year I decided to try to get into a local culinary school and, and I did, and I got in. So I actually ended up doing my final year of pharmacy while I was in culinary school. And I had my daughter at that time. So it was very crazy, not a lot of sleep, um, but it was also a really exciting time. And, and it really just set me on the path for where, where I am now. Wow, that's <laughs> like a, a whirlwind of things. Um, yeah, I love what you said about, you know, taking signs right from your path, what seems hard, what seems easy, and also sometimes just going with the flow rather than resisting and controlling when it's just not working out. Um, but that's so interesting that you were like oscillating between these two things. And now you got a chance to um, kind of embody both of them. So um, congratulations on that. And um, how interesting it is that the culinary school was more difficult to get into than the pharmacy school. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not it's not easy, you know, programs. I don't like to say that any any program is easy. Yes, I think that there's some that, you know, you have to spend weekends studying for. Um, but it's just time wise. I think time wise, um, just trying to juggle everything. I had to be really tight with the schedule. Um, you know, that's I think was what the real challenging part was, because once I was in the school, this was my natural, I think that that is culinary is like my natural state. And so, you know, I, I had a really great time. Um, the math, I would say, in comparison to the pharmacy math was was a lot simpler, um, but it was it, it was just it was difficult in its own right, but still where I was meant to be. And, uh, and, and so it, it worked out well for me. Yeah. Yeah. And there are definitely some similarities between cooking and compounding <laughs> and, you know, even the Rx symbol, right, just stands for recipe. And we're just prescribing a recipe to a patient. And it used to be a lot more custom and a lot more of the compounding. And right. now it's just like, you know, specialized compounding pharmacies and a lot of standardized things that are available where people think we're just putting things into bottles. But <laughs> <laughs> there could definitely be a lot of similarities um, between the two. And also like they're two sides of the same coin when it comes to health. So I'd love to get into why you feel like cooking in particular and nutrition and, um, you know, that side of the coin is more natural for you. It's more your natural state. Like where did that passion come from? Right. That definitely came from my mom. She was a nurse. She was like a whiz in the kitchen. Uh, and so I started cooking very young age uh, when I was around eight. 
And so, you know, I, but even before then, I was always like tugging at her feet and I wanted to peer over the counter to see what she was doing and I wanted to be involved in it. Uh, And so I think in terms of why that feels more of my natural state, I never really, I I had a very good, you know, childhood in terms of like healthy um, environment and I never really got sick. And so for me, when I did get sick, the first thing that my mom would do, it'd be to make certain foods. So that was my introduction. My, my thought is as soon as I'm not feeling well, okay, what can I change in my diet to start feeling better? And so that's why for me, that's a natural state. And I, um, state, and that's how I think it should be, you know, in terms of when, when we are noticing things in our body, what adjustments can we make in our diet, in our lifestyle, in our fitness levels, in our social life, that we, what adjustments can we make there before we start hitting the heavy duty RX, you know, um, to me, that feels like how it should be. And I think that persons would benefit more by kind of, doing it that way if possible. Yeah, absolutely. And having gone through health coaching programs and functional medicine programs myself, it just seems natural now to me to define health as like this holistic uh, concept where all those things that you mentioned play a role as well as like fulfillment in your job and your day-to-day and your relationships. So it's like, we think that, oh, as long as maybe you're eating healthy or you're taking the right vitamins or medications, well, some people, right, reduce that to, okay, that's how I will keep my body healthy. But in reality, it's so much more than that. But food is really where it starts with making sure your body has the right building blocks so that it can um, no, it knows what to do with them. <laughs> so right. you need to support them, the body in having these building blocks and then also have all the other aspects that we mentioned with the social and the lifestyle and fulfillment and purpose right. and all of that. But um, but the nutrition, let food be thy medicine, right? Is like how we should be viewing it. And uh, unfortunately now we're seeing just like a lot more on the treatment side of things and not as much on the preventative side of things, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's, we're, we're trying, I see more and more um, effort to have that preventative be a focal point, um, but we're not, you know, we're not quite there as yet, but I, I do see the attempt and I, and I wanna be a part of that. Yes. So you left us at graduating from both places. Yes. What were your next steps in your journey and also starting a family? So how how did that all work out? (laughs) Right. My daughter is turning 16 this year, which, you know, for me is just, it's kind of wild (laughs) to think about. Yeah. But I, there was an opportunity to come to, to Washington um, and I decided to, you know, to come and, you know, I, when I first moved here, it was a l- really, really challenging. It was really challenging to really break into um, getting started at a, at a pharmacy here because, you know, I did have to do the exams. And for those of, you know, who are international and have to come to the U.S. to, to do the exams, uh, it is a tremendous amount of work, paperwork and, you know, just all of these things involved. Um, and so it was, it was really difficult. It took me about four years to get all of that, you know, wrapped up. But in that time, because 
that's how I always do it. I started my blog. I started Savvy Chic Cuisine during that time. So, because uh, I couldn't, I wasn't quite working in the pharmacy as yet. And I was just kind of waiting on my results, which took time. And so I'm like, well, I want to do something productive. I want to do, you know, what can I do at this time? So I started my, my website um, and I started doing some acting <laughs> a little bit, actually, because I was incredibly camera shy. I, you know, I, it, it doesn't might not seem so anymore, but I was really, really camera shy. So I started doing a lot of, um, you know, fun things because I knew I wanted to start doing cooking videos and things like that. Um, and so I did that for several years and I have, you know, I made great connections and, you know, it was, it was a great time. And then I did get into a community pharmacy, which was great. And I passed my exams. I got into community pharmacy. And uh, but again, my desire to combine my fields instead of doing them separately was just always where things were at me. I, I was fine that I was doing pharmacy. It was fine that I was doing culinary. I wanted to do it on a day-to-day -day basis, like in an integrated way. And so, you know, things have kind of worked at so that the company that I am at now, I get to do that. I get to have my pharmacist side, you know, on certain days, I get to have my nutritionist side on other days, you know, I get to combine it and weave it. And, you know, I, it's, it's a place where I'm like, yes, I feel fully integrated now. And, you know, this is the path that I, you know, that I'm that I've worked towards that I'm happy to be on yeah yeah all that sounds amazing but I'm sure it wasn't easy like looking back at it now you know it's like you're summarizing okay this is what I did um but I'm sure you know there were challenges like you mentioned with the pharmacy documents and all of that and you know yes. <laughs> to integrate these these things um so you mentioned it's so interesting to me. It's pretty counterintuitive that you decided to take acting classes because you were camera shy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're really pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Um, so tell us about like why that was important to you. And, um, you know, were you also supporting yourself as a personal chef during this time too? Or, you know, what, what was the idea behind uh, starting the, the blog and the YouTube and, and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. And to go back to what you said, you're absolutely right. I am summarizing it greatly. It was a lot more challenging, but, you know, um, I guess, the, the outcome now, I'm just looking at the good bits, but the, the other bits, you, you're absolutely right. It was a lot more challenging. Um, and then just to kind of mention, one of the reasons why I'm at the company that I am at now was because during COVID, you know, there was like this period where, you know, pharmacists were working, 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 but then there was also this kind of plateau period um, where we actually, you know, there was a furlough period and whatnot. And so that is actually how I ended up kind of looking for something else because there was like this influx of work. And then there was kind of this decline as there were less patients coming into the pharmacy because everybody was staying at home. So that's kind of how also that path, how that happened. Um, but in terms of my, my blog and why I did the acting, um, I just always been... A, a very shy, I was a very shy child. <laughs> I was friendly, 
but I was, I was shy. I was very shy. I also play the piano um, and I played for my church and I played for different places. Um, and it was any place that I could like hide myself mm-hmm. behind the piano or hide myself behind the organ or, you know, something like I could never comfortably do a concert. Like it was just never comfortable for me. So I, um, and I wanted, I knew that I wanted to get better at it. And so I am pretty adventurous in that way where the thing that I'm afraid of, I'm going to go (laughs) kind of headlong into it to like get rid of that fear. And so the best way to me to do that was just to put myself out there. And I started doing, you know, like the acting classes. I did some classes at Fremont, you know, in Seattle, I actually went all the way down to Vancouver, sometimes twice or three days a week um, to practice and just get that in there. Um, and, you know, it just got to a point where I got comfortable and then I started doing more like hosting things. So it all you know, came together to help me in terms of being, you know, doing my YouTube channel and just, you know, doing Instagram videos and things like that. So how did you start that journey with, you know, the idea behind the blog and then all the social media and the video content? Um, what's the kind of idea behind those and what are you are you teaching people with those mediums or like what what do these platforms uh, do gotcha gotcha so I did it initially for myself initially it's like I couldn't I called it my online journal I needed to have a place to just put my ideas out and be creative. And it was, like I said, during that time when I wasn't working in pharmacy and I just needed something to like keep my mind stimulated. So that's how it started off. And then um, as it progressed, I realized that I wanted to do more of it. I wanted to do more hosting and I wanted to just kind of immerse myself in you know, in something in wellness that I could help to inform persons because I realized that I enjoyed it. Um, and so where it's kind of led to now, for, before COVID, I was teaching classes. And now um, I think I'm going to be moving into more like an online platform of teaching classes because I don't know, I think we're, st- I don't know how much longer COVID is going to be the way that it's going to be. And one of the benefits of having like an online platform is that you can reach more, more people. So that is where I see myself growing uh, my blog, just from like an online journal into something where I can uh, inspire and educate persons, you know, in wellness, both culinary and pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And like you said, the outreach is extending beyond local people, which is, you know, Uh, an advantage in terms of like how many people you can reach. But of course, it's nice to have intimate and um, in-person classes too. It's very special. And now that we have this whole quarantine situation, we appreciate that that much more, I think. Yes. Um, so can you tell us about um, how, what was it like to juggle these things like, you know, the personal chef, the trying to figure out, you know, a pharmacy position and get that career started and then also doing all these side projects and, you know, the creative outlets that you have, um, have you know, chosen to pursue? Like, what was that like? 
Well, when you say it like that, it sounds <laughs> it sounds like a lot. I guess when I'm doing it uh, on you know the day to day, it doesn't feel like that because I think that this is how my life has always kind of been. Um, even when I was growing up, you know, before I was doing pharmacy or culinary, you know, I played six musical instruments and I was in multiple different classes. And, you know, I was always, I know, (laughs) I was always that person doing, you know, multiple things. And my best friend, um, she jokes with me and she says that um, I would be so bored. (laughs) I would be so bored if, you know, if I was just doing one or even just two things. Um, And it's not so much bored, it's just more, I think that not think we have this limited time on earth and I just want to know that I did the best that I could with it. And I'd like to get to a point where I'm giving back, that I'm leaving something good with it. So all of that is to say that even though I know it sounds like, you know, it's this and that, and it sounds like multiple things, it's not like I'm doing most times, especially now, it's not like if I'm doing multiple things in one single day. So I'll have a day that, you know, I will set aside as my creative day. I will have a day that I set aside, you know, to do my, you know, my pharmacy. So it's on different days that I get to do different things and I make sure that I get enough rest. But it's, um, I think it's just kind of having that schedule that on my wall and I keep it on my wall that I can look at and say, okay, today is the day that I do this and that, but it just keeps my mind really fresh. And I, you know, and I don't get bored with what I'm doing. And I feel like it's all coming together really nicely that I can be proud of what I've accomplished. And then I'm like, okay, this is my legacy. This is what I've, this is what I've left. So it doesn't really feel to me. It never feels crazy. And if I ever do feel like, okay, there's a lot happening too much at once. I will take a step back from one of them. I definitely do that. But generally speaking, you will find that at one point in time, one, a lot of things is happening with one and not so much with the other. So, you know, there, there's a good balance. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you're also speaking into fulfillment, right? So like the opposite of boredom is like yeah. when you feel, you know, fulfilled with, with your life and all the different brackets checked off, like we were saying, because, you know, health and, and life is just like so many aspects can go into it to make us feel fulfilled and full and happy. Um, So knowing yourself and, you know, your personality and your level of balance is really important when knowing when to take a step back, when you can take more things on your plate. I think pharmacists in general, I just trained and our careers and, you know, our setting different settings kind of demand that we compartmentalize things and, you know, kind of go and do different things and multitask. And like, um, we kind of get good at that. And so, you know, it, it can work out for some and it can burn some out. So it's awesome that, you know, you know yourself and you've been able to find a balance with these things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, just like that's a really, really, really good important point is that you have to know yourself, you know, and so I know that when I am getting that feeling of, okay, I'm tired, (laughs) I'm feeling tired, um, I, I will take a moment. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you were working, like from all the things you've done, and all the work that you've been able to um, to create for yourself, both as a personal chef, um, 
you know, and as being in the community pharmacy, what did you find maybe pros and cons of some of them? If you could share with us. Sure. So just some, so the pro, what, which one I found more fulfilling. Yeah. And then also pros and cons of each, like, you know, the personal chef, was it a, um, just getting clients on your own? Like how did that part of your career look like? And then versus the probably I'm assuming steady community pharmacy job. Got it. Okay. So that would be one aspect of it in terms of the community pharmacy is it is steady. Um, and I think that it just uses, <laughs> it's just a different part of your brain. I mean, there's, uh, you have to be so in tuned with multiple things that are going on. Like when you, like, you know, when you're looking at a prescription, you're not just looking at it in terms of what's written there. You're like, does the dose make sense, you know, for the, for the age group, what does the renal function look like? And so that aspect of constantly having to challenge yourself and, and be on that kind of awareness, um, you know, it sharpens your mind in a, in a different kind of way. Uh, and so, and that's definitely a pro. Um, but in terms of, of con, uh, you, you'll hear a lot of community pharmacists and just pharmacists in general, um, the burnout when you're working full time can be quite tremendous. And as well, I don't always feel like the pharmacists get the respect that we oftentimes deserve. Um, you know, customers, they sometimes shout at us <laughs> and I'm being very, I'm being very nice right now. <laughs> yes. <You know? laughs> I attest um, to that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And by the time you go home, you, you know, and especially if you have a family, you're, you want to come home with a, with a cheerful, happy, present disposition when all you want to do is to crawl right into bed and, you know, and just kind of like get up for the next day. So it can kind of have that monotony and drag to it as well. Um, and then on the culinary aspect, I mean, it's just this, it's so creative, you know, it's like, it's like you're birthing something every single time you get to have something from conception and you get to take it all the way to, you know, plating. Um, and then I think it's also more social because in pharmacy, it can be very much behind the screen. You just focus on what you're doing. Whereas with culinary, you, you know, you just get to have that interaction, which is really great. The hours aren't that aren't that great though you know so again if you have a family you know a lot of times especially I didn't work in a restaurant but you know if you do you're having those night hours and that's that's not really great um, and I'd say even though I have that creative aspect that I like one of the things that I'm not necessarily good at is I'm not very good at cold calling you know so in terms of like having to call somebody or having to send out LinkedIn messages and say hey you know I see what you're doing do you want to collaborate it's not my forte <laughs> you know it's not um if that's where the shyness will definitely come back and bite me um and so it's 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 not great for me in that way. So it's, it was good in that, um, I through the, through the commercials and through the acting that I was doing, I actually just got to talk to a lot of people. So a lot of people that I ended up working with was just by talking to them naturally, as opposing to going out and calling from place to place. So I got, I think I got lucky in that aspect um, for me, but you know, they, they kind of, they have their both pros and cons. I can't say that I would, I can't think of one that I love more than the other. I really am like split right down in the middle, you know, and, and I love them both. That's awesome. You found the joy in each of them. Yes. <laughs> 
So how did the culinary aspect um, work? Was it, you know, did you work for different families or did you do like parties or catering? Like, I'm really curious about what that even looks like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like with pharmacy <laughs> than any other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. So when I was, when I first started out, it was, I did cater for um, parties, you know, small dinner parties. Um, and so, you know, I did it that way. And I, I got it more through word of mouth. And because that's, that's a huge thing for any business is just to have that referral. So a lot of the ones were just you know, friends that I would have. And then somebody would be at the dinner party and like, oh, I really liked that. Can you come and do mine? So that's how that went. Further on, like later on, um, it really did turn into um, working for companies. So I would do teaching classes, live, you know, demo classes, you know, recipe creations. So that's what that turned into, which worked out for me because I it gave me that flexibility of my schedule for my schedule, which is so critical. Actually, both of my fields now I've done it in a way that is flexible for me, which is important because I still, you know, I'm still very active in my daughter's life. And so um, I, I need to have that flexibility. So I, I get to choose things now that work within my schedule. Wow. Awesome. Congratulations to you and balancing all that out. So let's talk about what you do today. What are you up to? What does your schedule look like? What are you doing <laughs> in nowadays? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, talking about what we, we we kind of mentioned it earlier, I have taken a little bit of a step back because during COVID, I was not as active as I, you know, usually was. And it definitely my sleep just plummeted. I was not getting good rest. I wasn't getting that renewal. And so very much recently, um, I have just been really focusing on my health, on my fitness. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big vinyasa, um, you know, practicer. So just kind of do that for me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so much better when I do it. My blood pressure is so much better. And so 2022 is definitely going to be a year where my, with my, where my health is, you know, in focal point for me. Um, but that being said, in terms of like what my schedule looks like right now, um, I still do go into the hospital pharmacy one day a week. And then the other days a week, I work at Persona. That's the company that I'm working at. And I work um, with them four days a week. And then on the weekends is my creative time. So I have my vinyasa in the morning and then I go to my favorite coffee shops and I just sit and I plan, you know, what I want to do for the week. And then on Sundays, you know, I will, um, I'll, I'll do whatever it is that I had planned, but I'm keeping things kind of short and sweet right now, just so that I can focus on my, you know, focus on my health. I am working out, you know, four to five days a week. And so I just want to make sure that, um, I'm not, not doing too much, just, you know, just like what you said. So right now I'm just kind of keeping, you know, everything on their compartmentalized days so that I can have enough energy at the end of the day to just focus on myself and focus on my fitness. And I think later on in the year, when I feel a little bit more balanced, I do plan on stepping up and getting back to doing more videos because I, I really miss doing them. Um, but for right now, I am taking a little bit of a step back so that I can fit everything in, um, but still just address some of the issues that I, I know I've been having. Yeah, self-care is certainly very important. And, you know, in light of all the bad that, 
happened with COVID, it also allowed people, I think, to reevaluate, you know, priorities in their life and health and time with family and all these things. So, um, you know, COVID is showing us that, but also seasonally, you know, we're in winter time and it's the time to kind of slow down. And like you said, later on when it's summertime, you can pick up and, and become more active and, you know, go with the flow. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So um, let's see, how did you hook up with the company you work for now, Persona? And what's that like? Yeah, I, it was LinkedIn that popped up. It was like a, a LinkedIn message that it said, you know, um, you might be interested based on your, you know, on your profile. And it was during that period that I had mentioned that pharmacy had been furloughed. And so I was not going in to the pharmacy, you know, as often, and I needed a source of income. I mean, you know, you have a kid to take care of and you, you need a source of income. And so I decided to follow those breadcrumbs and, and I reached out and I actually, they were looking for a nutritionist and I thought, well, you know, I am that too, but maybe, maybe <laughs> they could use another pharmacist. Uh, and it turned out that they, that they could. So that's how that happened. So what does the day-to-day with them look like? Yeah, so also at that company, my life is just split. <laughs> let's just let's just say, you know, that's just how my life is. So even there, I have, um, you know, multiple things that I do, but all within the same realm of pharmacy and nutrition. So I work predominantly with our nutrition team. So when customers have questions about What's the best supplements to take? How does it work? Do they have interactions with my medications? You know, that's where, you know, that's the kind of thing that I will do on a, on a, um, a daily basis. Uh, you can also book an appointment with me if there are more advanced questions that you have. So you can book a direct appointment with me, which are free. And that's, you know, one of the perks of, you know, of our company. Um, and then there are days where, you know, it's more, more pharmacy. You know, we have the database that we need to continually build um, or just, just different projects that are more pharmacy related. And so I have a day set aside for that. So even there, you know, it's, it's still a little bit split, but always, always, always coming back into that holistic pharmacy culinary wellness, you know, world that I've built for myself. Awesome. So we're just about to wrap up, but I wanted to know how and why you came to this structure and conclusion of like, this is how you build out your week. You know, you're still keeping a foot in the pharmacy and hospital setting. And then also four days uh, with this company where you're a pharmacist and nutritionist. Um, like, how, is that strategic? Is that just because it's fulfilling to you to do these things? Or, you know, what's the thinking behind that? Uh, <laughs> I love that question, actually. <laughs> That's an interesting question. So there's part of it is strategy. And part of it is, you know, when you are working someplace that you enjoy and you like your team, um, I tend to like to hold on to <laughs> the things that I like and, you know, I like the, the people that I work with. And so if it works, then I'll continue to do it. If at some point I have to reevaluate, then I then I will do that. Um, so part of it, yes, is just pure fulfillment. This is this is how it works for me. Um, and this is what I feel good doing. The other part of it is that memory of how difficult it was for me to transition from Canada 
to the US. And there is a different skill that working in direct patient care um, is as opposed to working kind of behind the scenes on a computer. And I don't ever want to lose that skill because especially, you know, not knowing how nobody could have predicted COVID, which means that in a year or two from now, there's going to be something else that I might not have been able to predict or we might not have been able to predict. And I always want to make sure that at any moment I can practice here or there or wherever I need to practice without too much you know, have to do, I don't want to ever have to do <laughs> what I did ever, ever again. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm keeping um, relevant in, you know, hospital pharmacy or, or community pharmacy, just because it's a much easier transition if you have to go to another country. Yeah, makes sense. And it's like, you lose what you don't use, right? Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to lose anything. <laughs> Yeah, so just using all your skills to the max. I love it. All right. Well, I'd love to jump into a rapid fire round with you to just finish things off. Sure, let's do it. Okay, so question number one, what drives you and your mission? Like, what is your mission? And why are you so passionate about, you know, preventative medicine and integrative pharmacists? Um, work and, you know, supporting patients in a holistic way? Well, my daughter, my daughter is, hasn't always, you know, will be my driving force, not just in terms of like, yes, I want to provide for her, but I imagine the kind of world that I want her to live in. And I want to contribute to that. So uh, definitely <laughs> she is my, she's my driving force. Awesome. And then you also mentioned like leaving a lasting legacy in the world. Have you kind of thought about or conceptualized about what that might be or what's your message to the world that you want them to know? I have it. It's right on my vision board, but it's 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 still private right now. So but rest assured, it, it is there. I have my mission, my vision, you know, um, and exactly what I want it to look like. And as time passes, I'll, I'll definitely share more of it. But there is something very special that I want to do. OK, well, you definitely intrigued me. So keep keep us posted on that if there's any updates. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, and this is an interesting question that I like to ask, and it's even more so because you're a chef, what is your favorite food to cook and to eat? Well, you know, I get this question a lot and I don't have a special food. I just have a special type of cooking that I, that I like. So I was taught French cuisine and, you know, that's always has a special place in my heart, but from the Caribbean, I'm accustomed to the spices and, you know, just the different, um, just the different flavors that mingle. So my um, type of cooking is uh, French Caribbean fusion. So I find that I tend to gravitate towards the interesting ways that people will fuse um, foods from different cultures. So I think it's just a specific type of food as opposed to, or sorry, style of food as to a specific, like one single type of food. Ooh la la. <laughs> well, I have to ask, give us an example of like one dish that's a fusion. Yeah, sure. So let's see. Over Thanksgiving, we I had made a a Christophine au gratin. 
So Christophine, uh, I know, <laughs> Christophine, uh, also called chayote, is a, it, it's, it's one of those foods that can be used either savory or sweet, but mostly it's used kind of in a savory way. It kind of has a texture that's similar to green papaya. Do you ever use green papaya in your cooking? Okay, yes. so it doesn't have a strong flavor. I, mm -hmm. In Thai cooking, I think they use yes. it. Yeah, exactly. They use it a lot in Thai cooking um, and we use it a lot in the Caribbean as well. Um, and so it doesn't have a strong flavor on its own, but it's very good at, at absorbing like other flavors. Mm. So I did a Christophine and squash au gratin and au gratin is French, you know, so it was this really nice blend that my guests had never had before. And it was the first time that I made it. I was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put this together and let's see how it comes out. Uh, and it was great. It's definitely something I'm going to add now to my, to my, my, you know, recipe list. Awesome. I have to say, I usually cook like that. I'm not very methodical. So <laughs> I would make a terrible chef. It's like, <laughs> I usually, it depends on what it is like baking. You definitely have to be more specific, um, but in cooking, especially when you're trying, you just kind of have to start. And then as you go along, you will fine tune. But when you're just doing a recipe for the first time in particular, you just, you just kind of have to put it together and, and go from there. Yeah, that's why I'm not a good baker. <laughs> I just avoid baking. <laughs> Come to one of my classes then. We'll cook together. <laughs> awesome. Okay, my husband will be very happy actually. If I <laughs> um, so lastly, I'd love to know, well, I'm actually afraid to ask, but what are your hobbies? I know we already covered some of them, but uh, any, any other hobbies that are unexpected that you haven't shared with us yet? Oh boy. I've, I've, I've let you guys know everything, you know, my whole life now. Um, <laughs> let's see. Is there anything that I, Oh, I, I have one. I just started Latin dancing. Um, my sister is kind of like an, amateur professional so she she doesn't you know get paid or anything like that but she does these professional competitions and she's really good uh and so i had gone to visit her and she had taken me to some of her her studio and i i was like i really like this you know so i started latin dancing and i i it's going to be my my thing so you can watch out for some videos on that i love it yeah i love <laughs> all types of dancing so yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, Ruby, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your wisdom and your joy with us. And I'd love for you to share where people can come find you and learn more about your work. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate I know that you you know, reach out to our, our network, you know, and, and really highlight what pharmacists are doing and integrated pharmacists are doing. And I think that that's just so critical and important. So thank you for having me. Um, and then if you're interested in seeing more, you can visit me at rubydubry.com, R-U-B-Y-D-E-U-B-R-Y.com. And then on the site, we'll have the links to, you know, my Instagram and my YouTube. So you don't have to worry about remembering it, um, but you can either follow me at Savvy Chic Cuisine or um, nutritionist.ru. Ruby. Those are my two Instagram handles, but you, you don't have to remember it off the top of your head. You can just visit my website and uh, yeah, just check out the recipes. And if you like it, let me know. Awesome. Well, I'll have those links in the show notes and I'll probably be checking out those recipes myself. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure. So I wish you an amazing evening and I will see you soon.
Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic Pharmacy Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you learned something new from it, I'd love if you could leave us a five-star review and share it with a friend who might love it too. You can find me on any of the podcast and social media platforms by looking up Holistic Pharmacist or Dr. Marina Booksov. Thank you for your support and see you next time.